We are live. Welcome everybody to the Carl Vibe Show and podcast. Thank you if you're joining us on YouTube or on any of the other platforms. You can find us now on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, on all of the different favorite podcast platforms. We also have a Facebook page, a Patreon, and all that good stuff. So make sure and check it out. I'm really excited tonight have a special guest uh, that I was able to meet recently up at Phenomicon in person, but our schedules have been so busy. We've been trying to finally connect. And it's funny how we've come full circle because we actually kind of grew up really close to one another in Southeast Idaho. He's a, a former uh, Marine for the U.S. military and now current uh, security guard and paranormal researcher and investigator at the one and only legendary Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, welcome everybody to the show. Caleb Bench. How are you doing, Caleb? Great. How are you doing, Carl? How smooth was that intro? That was one of the best <laughs> introductions I've ever done, I think. That was awesome. <laughs> but it just uh, speaks to volumes to how uh, good of a guy you are. Every time I've encountered you and everybody on the show, such a good crew there at Skinwalker Ranch. I'm jealous that you get to work there every day and do what you do. And as much as people are terrified at that location, <laughs> the camaraderie and the friendship mm -hmm. and the fellowship that I was able to witness there among you guys at Phenomicon was really uh, something that I admire. Um, and I wanted to convey that right off the bat is how much you guys uh, are on television doing this crazy stuff. Uh, but at the end of the day, some of the nicest people that I've ever met in this uh, community uh, normal everyday people. So, uh, oh, you know, thank you so much for that. And, and I'm happy that you're really hitting on that because that is something that I don't think a lot of people really understand. Like, obviously, in the show, you're seeing this um, <laughs> this conflict kind of between, like, say, Dragon and, uh, <laughs> and and Travis, especially in that first season, right? But right. You're also like people are missing so much of this interaction between us on uh, as a team, you know. And um, we're all, we all come from so much uh, from different backgrounds and you're hitting it right on the head. You know, we're, we're just normal guys. Uh, and well, maybe not uh, Travis and, <laughs> right. you know, and Eric, they're both, you know, so out there. Uh, they're so brilliant. They're, they're, and they're so cool to be around and, and these conversations that I'm able to have with them. And I'm learning so much from them, you know, and, but we do have such a, tight-knit brotherhood there you know and it's it's we're, we're witnessing and going through stuff that's kind of building that you know and, and it kind of goes back to I, I i see that uh it's one one reason why i, I kind of went in in law enforcement was uh, that military brotherhood that i had with my fellow marines you know we you, we miss that that's one of the that's the fun part of the marine corps is that brotherhood you know and and you get that in law enforcement and you get that same kind of level of individual there. And, and I'm seeing that on the team at, at the ranch too. And it's, I'm, I'm so uh, humbled and blessed to be a part of it. So. I think it seems like something that you'd have to have in place working at, in an environment like that, not only just for the basic reason that there are security issues that a lot of people that try to sneak onto the property <laughs> and, and there are dangerous things that can occur and yeah. stuff, but knowing you know, the history of the location and, and the paranormal activity, UFO stuff and cattle mutilations, like knowing that you have people there that you can trust that are going to have yeah. your back in those situations is, I think, a, a really big deal. If you're going to walk into a homestead, too, uh, you want to make sure the people outside are walking in there with you, understand who you are and the, and you can feel confident with who you're going in there for sure. 
Oh yeah. And, and, you know, we, we all have our families. We're just, you, you know, you kind of hit it there where we are kind of normal, <laughs> you know, we've, uh, and I guess the way I'd like to bring, bring that in or explain that is, you know, um, in, in the military, this is where I really learned this is you can take anybody from uh, any background who has a, a, the drive and, and the, and a good mind and a good physical, you know, uh, you, you can get these guys from all these different backgrounds and throw them into these positions and they rise or fall. And generally in the, in these um, circumstances, you, you see a lot of guys rise to that occasion and, and it's really cool seeing people do that. And, and that also taught me that you can put anybody into a position and with the right training and with the right teacher, they'll excel at what they're, what they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, and, and there, and it's kind of sad. You see kind of this attitude in, uh, you know, in, in life where people are putting things on pedestals that shouldn't be, you, you know, any, right. there's a lot of cool things out there that hobbyists are doing better than say the professional, you know, and, and well, yeah, so you, you can go down this rabbit hole, you know, and banter back and forth. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, I've, I've seen some amazing things coming from fans who, uh, you know, of, uh, of, uh, I, I can think of like some star Wars, um, fan projects that I've seen that are out of this world and yeah. better than some things that I've seen from professional studios, you know? Right. And, and you see that passion and that love reflected in that. And, and that's where it's cool. Just, you know, you kind of see these different people rising to the occasion for things. Yeah. That's what's amazing about you guys and the team there. It seems like every individual of you are each so like kind of humble in your own respect and regard. And that mm-hmm. makes you lean on each other in kind of a really cool way. But at the same time, each of you comes from a unique expertise or an upbringing or background that you bring mm-hmm. to the table that almost seems like a, like a, like a superhero squad brought together a special <laughs> like skill set that's like really cool. So like, cause I can tell even you, Caleb, you're on security and you work mm-hmm. with dragons. So you're walking around with like the firearms and the shotguns and everything doing the security checks and, mm-hmm. going up and talking to people. But I know just from my interactions with you that uh, behind that surface, you're, in your heart, you're a deeply spiritual guy and you, mm-hmm. uh, the phenomenon and the connection to your personal faith is real to you. And this is, yeah. uh, something that you take serious. And so when you're walking out there through the dark, it's no joke to you. This is something that's on the edge of some of the most important questions of, of our time and of reality yeah. and of our faith and, and everything. Uh, so maybe you can speak to that a little bit. What is it about, how you found yourself in this position that maybe seems like too coincidental or synchronistic, <laughs> like uh, maybe you cause it to happen in some crazy miracle way. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things we could go into with that. And I'll, and I'll try and do my best about uh, hitting as much as I can um, and, and giving you as much, I guess, um, from where I'm coming from and things like that. And I guess this is something where, I guess a lot of this is obviously world of Caleb, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing things in a, in a, a way because based on my experiences and things like that. And, and this is what's cool about being on this team is a lot of us do have similar uh, backgrounds in some areas and we have some uh, very strong beliefs that are very close together. 
and we're able to lean on each other when something happens. And then, and we've, we've kind of talked about this before where there's five of us out there. And, and then when we're having an experience or something or something happens and we have five different perspectives of what happened there and mm-hmm. we're able to bring those together. And, uh, you know, a lot of times based because of their background, like Travis and Eric specifically, they have a lot of information based on the different areas of research that they've delved into and worked in, you know? And so it's pretty cool seeing Tom and Brian and myself sometimes almost surprising them with our perspectives on things and, and the things that we're, and the connections that we're able to make and, you know, and coming from my background, um, you, you, you know, you kind of mentioned that you're, you've seen me on another program with one of your other friends, Vinny. And mm-hmm. I, and I've kind of hit some of this on, on his show. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that one of the big twin, turning points in my life was when my dad passed away. Um, at that point I was kind of the, in the party realm, if you will. And I had made a lot of really good friends in that realm. Um, you know, I was doing the Marine thing. I was doing, uh, I was in school. Uh, I was doing rugby. I was in the fraternity. I was in this realm, you know, uh, but I really didn't have this specific direction in my life. Right. And, and when my dad passed away, I was 24, he was 45 and, and I didn't have the greatest relationship with them. And so that was something that really hit me hard because I, because, you know, you never think that you're, you're, you think your dad's going to be there for until you're an old man, you mm-hmm. know, and he's an even older, but, and so my dad left a uh, very early, you know, uh, considering, um, so that led me down to have a lot of self-reflection and I'm really grateful for a lot of people that were in my life at that point. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm have nothing but love for those people. And, uh, and, you know, I try and stay in contact with as many people as I can, but obviously life is what it is, but this started me down this path. Uh, and I started getting into some different, um, information and some different, in, uh, things in life. Right. Um, and I started learning from uh, people who I think are really onto the path of, of real knowledge and, and this, you know, cause I went to college expecting to tap into this wealth of knowledge, if you will. And when I got there, that's not what I found. It was pretty, I felt it was almost. Yeah. I know Sho- more like shoves you further into the maze in a way. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. I wasn't, you, you, you don't go there and you to find the answers almost. If you don't know and have your specific direction, college is a really dangerous place because you're going to get pulled in a thousand different directions, especially in today's world. Right. Um, and so it took my, me kind of stepping back and kind of opening my eyes a little bit and kind of delving into other things you know, and I started studying uh, information from guys like Bob Proctor and Jim Rohn um, and uh, Tony Robbins, uh, these big name characters who are doing some amazing things in their life and they're helping millions of people. And I start going down this path and I start doing a lot of self-reflection. And then I also uh, find faith again, if you will, in, in the higher power that I choose to follow. And I started having some very powerful experiences there within a year of my dad passing away. And that kind of set me down this new path. And, and, you know, that was 2013. And here I am eight, uh, seven, eight years later. And because I believe I've been following certain laws and certain, um, certain natural laws and, uh, and, and certain ways of thinking, 
for whatever reason, I'm this the guy that's lucky enough to be extended the opportunity to become a security guard on uh, Skinwalker Ranch. And immediately within a couple months, I'm experiencing having these crazy experiences out on this piece of property where I've talked to people who've visited there and been in part in groups who have had people who have had connections to the ranch for decades and they've never experienced anything. And, 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 you know, I have a notebook full of uh, just experiences that I've had and I've, I've kind of been documenting everything that I've had happen since I've been there these last five years. And I have, you know, six, seven pages of like two sentences where I just wrote the, the big point, and maybe an impression or something. And then on top of like the video diaries and things that I've been doing, you know? Um, and so, uh, and, and I guess one of the big experiences that I shared on uh, this other show, just to uh, actually just did that today because I, I feel very prompted or uh, I feel like I need to get this out there a little bit is we had this experience a couple years ago where um, we had some, um, satanic or or devil worshiping individuals come out to the ranch and and they and we missed them because tom and i had heard that we were going to have some people trying to come onto the ranch and they were going to try and come on at night and so tom and i spent you know we went we'd get out there at like five o'clock in the afternoon and we'd stay there till seven in the morning mm-hmm. seven eight in the morning you know so we're out there for you know 12 14 hours and we go home and and i come back uh, before Tom gets there and I find our gate's been destroyed and, and I start tracking these people who went up on, on the canal bank and, and I'm tracking them and there's these little footprints, you know, and that was really weird stuff. But the, the thing that stuck out to me in, during this experience, and I think this is where you'll find this really interesting is, is that feeling like that vibration, the frequency, whatever you want to call it yeah. on the ranch at that time was very dark. It was very heavy just uh, you know for lack of a better word evil um and 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 that's the thing is the ranch the longer you spend time there it's very um it it amplifies if you will this is something that we've talked about is it amplifies those emotions it amplifies this whatever you want to call it cognitive uh connection or 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 these or your emotional state or whatnot so you have to be very careful at least this is my belief is we have to be very careful when we go out there and we're doing anything so i'm very respectful to the ranch um and i choose to go through my protocols uh based in my faith before i go out there and when i leave um because of experiences that i've had uh like the one i'm talking about now and so we're out there and tom and i both have when he gets there because i called him immediately it was like dude we we're having an issue he gets he's he was right behind me like 20 minutes behind me anyways so we get out there and we go out there and both of us the word that kept coming into our mind was violation the ranch had been violated uh it did not want whatever um had been done you know and it didn't ask for it didn't want it and so we've and we could literally fill those two powers of uh, you know, hmm. for lack of a better word, good, uh, good and evil, just going to town all around us. It was one of the craziest surreal experiences I've ever had. And I'll fast forward a little bit to when I'm more heavily involved with law enforcement, the, especially this last year since uh, the since 2021 started. Um, law enforcement, we've been having a massive uptick in suicides. Um, yeah, and 
and this and this is one of the things that really struck me this year is going on these suicides that same evil that same darkness that that same heaviness is present at these scenes that i felt that that night on the ranch and that was one of the most powerful things for me this uh specifically this last year when i really made that connection because you you get caught up in stuff and, and you forget about you know you you don't I get you don't forget about it. It's, you, you're just not putting that same time and effort into paying attention to things that you've gone through, you know, or it's on the back of your mind. You just haven't thought about it. But when I made that connection um, this year, it, it I've really been put a lot of thought into it. And and it's just shown that I and I had to go to those sources of light and good. To get through those, uh, yeah. especially these last uh, couple months. And, and then really, and it's really neat because I, I could go to the ranch and it's almost like I'm, it helps, you know? Yeah. And so it's one of those things why, and that's again, like you hit why I take my job so serious because the ranch, <laughs> the longer you're there and you talk to the team about this, like we all, we've all said this the longer we're there, the more we're convinced that we're dealing with some kind of intelligence, whether yeah. that's a you know, whether, whatever you want to call that, a spirit, um, a, a d- interdimensional being, whatever you want to call it, we're, there's this intelligence there. And, and, we're, and I've been, I feel like I've, for whatever reason, I've been able to build a positive relationship with what's there, you know, and, and so I take it very serious about, you know, the ranch isn't this place that you j- is just, you'd come out here and do whatever you want so you can have an experience, you know? Right. And, and I know it's, it's, it, this is kind of a difficult thing that you, you know, you delve into it because how can you quantify some of this? Like, you know? Yeah. Well, from the outside looking at it, I, it looks like, you know, I don't see any coincidences. So even when I look at the team, I'm like the fact that Brandon is the owner of the ranch, that you're there, that, you know, uh, that dragons there as, Mm -hmm. as security, that every, everybody on the team and the connection to all of it, it plays a role mm-hmm. and plays a part in the story. And it's no coincidence, like I said, that that you guys who are walking around to keep the peace as security are deeply spiritual individuals that are in tune with the energy of the ranch itself mm-hmm. at a certain level and in tune with your own spiritual connection with yourself and a higher power. I mean, it could be anybody that could have, you know, bought the ranch and taken over this kind of research to try and bring this sort of information out to the world, but it seems like not such a coincidence that you guys are there to be able to treat it almost like, uh, uh, I don't want to use the word sacred, but with a nature, Mm -hmm. like this is a sacred topic or an important issue and whatever phenomenon is going on here, it's almost like it's not evil, but it, it, it pushes back or has a reflex to almost like bullying or aggressive behavior, almost like the people working on the ranch would in a certain way. Yeah. If, if somebody goes on and violates, you guys almost support the ranch and making sure and preserving it. So it's almost like supportive of you unless you guys get poking around too, a yeah. little bit too much. It's really interesting. And, and that's where we try and be like, <laughs> we try and be respectful as much as we can, but we're, we are also trying to find those answers, you know, of what's going on. Um, and, it's one of those things that you, you can't help but poke the bear 
right. if you will, or kick yeah. the hornet's nest, like Travis says, to because uh, you know people ask us, well, how are you trying to uh, communicate, if you will, or and, and you know we've been getting a lot of those questions, and it's like, okay, how how do we communicate? What are we doing to communicate? You know, and and this is something where um, we ourselves have have this conversation about like are we with our own minds uh, through some of the stuff that science is coming out with in the last year specifically, are, are we creating what we're seeing out here with our minds kind of thing? And, and I know that sounds crazy and that's out there, but that's a conversation that's been had, you, you know, between the team because you start getting into this, this realm of quantum mechanics and, and like uh, manifestation and, and, and these different modalities if you will and we're always asked if we're bringing these different groups out to see if what we can have happen you know mm -hmm. but and in regards to the show and what and what we're doing is we're trying to keep it as scientific as we can and, and that's the goal is to show with through the scientific method and you know every time we shoot a rocket this is an experiment of every time we shoot a rocket are we getting uh, some kind of response which happens to be yes for whatever right. reason and so we're we're trying to modify modify that specific um, experiment to get different answers, which really just turn into more questions. Right. You know. And so, yeah, we're we're always trying to figure this out. And 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 it, you know, one of my favorite memories is you have Travis out there. And his attitude when he first came out here was, we're all a bunch of crazy hillbillies, you know, and, and <laughs> which is kind of funny coming from funny Travis. coming from Travis. <laughs> yeah. he, he grew up in backwoods, Alabama, you know, and has he's all Leonard, awesome Leonard, stories. He's all Leonard Skinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and so he's and I'm sitting here going, really? Like, <laughs> you know, right. and within a month, he's out there with these holding the, these pieces of equipment. And he's just like, lose it. And he's like, I, I, I don't know. I just, he, he's losing his mind and he just throws the, those two pieces of equipment. He's like, I can't figure this out. This should not be happening. And he, you know, and he goes and collects himself, but it's yeah. like one of the funniest and one of my favorite <laughs> memories, you know? Uh, and, and, and that, and I think that's also hitting on that note, you know, like I don't, I think Brandon is absolutely correct on, we have this paranormal activity. We have all this stuff happening here. And we're trying to bring in an open investigation with these two incredible scientists whose uh, livelihoods are on the line and the reputations, and they're willing to delve into this when for how, you know, for the last 50 years, there's been this massive um, stigmatism into any of this in, in any realm connected to UAPs or UFOs or, or any of this. And so I, th and I, I think that's what people need to, you know, really, I, I, I would hope they would gain that appreciation of seeing the level of individual that's really paying attention here and, yeah. and they're publicly coming out and, and doing stuff, you know, and, you, you know, uh, same thing with like my, as law enforcement, my word is my job right. in, in that realm. You know, I'm talk about being uh, nervous is going, when you're going up and testifying, and you're putting somebody's and you're taking somebody's rights and putting them in jail. You know, that's nerve wracking. How, how can that not affect people? You know, like that's, that's very serious. Right. And, and so we have, you know, these different backgrounds 
and these different expertises all coming together on, on for whatever reason on this ranch and we're when we're trying to be as honest and show we're having these crazy things happen and, and we're trying to find out why yeah and that's just something that i hope that people understand when they go and watch the shows how much the the production planning and process just chews up uh the entire experience in a certain way for example like if you're on a filming day on the film set, there's a specific like, okay, today we're the shoot is we're going to go do this exper experiment and yep. we're going to get the whole crew ready and film it. And sometimes, you know, like you have to reset up to get the shot of the Jeep driving down the road yep. and all of that stuff to set up. And so that consumes all this time. And then the actual experiment itself, you've got the cameras there and in your face and all that. 99% of the rest of the time when that's not going on, there's still a lot of personal individual experiences, patrol yep. walks, things get, that happen and get seen. And not only yep. that, it doesn't necessarily stay contained on the ranch. It might even affect families back home and all yep. sorts of things. And that never makes it in the show. Yeah. We've uh, Tom actually went through and did the math and the, and I, and I think I mentioned this at Phenomicon and on some other areas too, is Tom literally did the math where, um, you guys in the TV show are literally seeing less than 1% of the total film footage and you're hitting so many areas there and you're so right. How are we all have families and they're all being affected by this, whether it's because uh, like myself, I have three little ones that are underneath the age of six and, and that period in their life, they need so much interaction with dad and mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so vital for their development. And yet I'm spending so much time away from them especially during the filming periods because the, the filming schedule is so crazy. And, and, you know, and that's not, that's just my family. And then on top of that, my wife and I have had crazy experiences that I know are from the ranch, something really? following me home, if you will. And, and I'm not the only one, uh, you know, and that's where those are, those guys' stories to tell and, and bring to light. That's, you know, so, but I can tell you that other guys on the, on the team specifically have had and do have, continued experiences off the ranch that are connected to it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then there's other individuals that have connections to the ranch that will never come back to the ranch because of these kinds of experiences that they've had and continue to have. Right. Um, and, and then, you know, on the filming side of things, we are trying to, uh, because, you know, there's those criticisms out there that it's just a TV show. Right. Eric has been out there nonstop essentially since 2016 doing experiment after experiment and, and thinking about this and delving into different things and, and trying to figure this out. And he's just always, it seems like 10 steps ahead of where some of us are, you know, we, we have something happen and you look over and Eric has this little gleam in his eye, you know, because he's almost, almost already got there, you know, and, and he yeah. wants other people to get there and, and he kind of nudges, nudges us that way. And that's what I love about Eric is he's such a natural born teacher and he loves watching other people learn. Totally. But, yeah. And, and, you know, like we have all these different things going on, uh, but I can tell you that the science is very uh, serious. Like Eric and Travis take this very seriously and, and Brandon wants to get this story out there. He wants this information out there in, in, in an honest way. Yeah. Um, but we do have to be careful about certain things because, you know, certain information could make people go crazy, I think. And and we do have to be careful about stuff just because there are people who can't get out of their their little box, you know, and, and anything outside of it. And you see this in so many other areas where 
you bring in any kind of new information and people just don't want to hear it or can't hear it, you know, because it just, they can't get outside their little perceived safety zone, if you will. Um, and, 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 you know, and you hit it again of with filming, we have two groups who are trying to get their aim, their end goal and they're, they're having to come to some kind of accommodation with each other because, you know, like with, uh, like you said, and, and you're familiar with the sounds like with film process is we're out, we're going out there to try and do an experiment, but we're trying to catch as much of that as we can live. Right. That they still have to get different shots. Say the camera team, they have to get their different shots. They want, you know, and they want to make it look good. They want us to look good. And they, and they want to have something visual for the audience to see and, and, and really make that connection. So, uh, you know, one of the greatest examples I think is the Tesla coil. We get this massive Tesla coil out there and it's shooting lightning all over the place. And we're and we're taking it out there to see if we can, again, poke the, the bear, if you will, and, Mm -hmm. and see if there's something going on underneath the ground. And so we're shooting all this electricity into the ground and it looks amazing. And we, we are finding out stuff and we are getting new information and new data and we're trying to get that out to the people in in as clean of a way as we can. But at the same time, we're we're, at that time, we're making a TV show, you know? Yeah. So that, yeah, there, there is that conflict there, but at the same time, the group, the, the two groups are trying to do what they can as the best, uh, the best way they can and the best way they know how. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes people don't understand that there are partnerships involved with the crews that come out there to do the equipment. Yep. There's a- arrangements for them to be there and certain amount of screen time and different things sometimes. And that affects the course of the day. So you're in the middle of yeah. conducting a really cool experiment and getting results. And then you get pulled off to the side and somebody's like, can you kind of recap in a few words what just happened and you're like totally pulled out of the moment a little (laughs) bit uh to deal with that but off camera there's all sorts of stuff like you mentioned even things that might even follow you home you mind you know telling us any of those experiences that aren't too personal for you um so my first real big one was uh i was actually coming home during the first uh this was a filming of the first season so this is a couple years ago and we had a guest out who talked about having things happen at his house. And I'd heard other stories uh, from Tom and some of the other team members. Uh, and Tom's been pretty vocal about things happening at his house as well. Um, but I'm, I'm driving home and I get a text from my wife. Hey, when are you going to be home? And I'm like probably 30 seconds from my house at this point. Uh, and so I don't really answer back. I'm like, I'm going to be home in like 30 seconds. So I, I pull in my driveway. I walk inside my house. I lock the door behind me. That time of night at this point, like, we only had the two kids and they're both upstairs sleeping. Uh, and I see my wife walk into our bedroom out of our kitchen. And I'm not, she doesn't say anything to me or anything. And she just goes into her bedroom and just sits down. And I go walk into our kitchen and I hear this. <laughs> I have this, we had this loft of where we were living. And, and I heard these footsteps go running across my, my loft. And I'm like, who the heck's upstairs with my kids? And so I go running up there and, you know, and military dad comes out and I'm ready for a fight, you know, and I, I go through and I clear my house. I clear my rooms, the, my kids' rooms. I, I clear everywhere inside my house. I don't find anything or anybody. And I go outside and there's no one there, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, what the heck? Okay, whatever. That, that was just weird. And I go walk inside, lock my doors. My wife's still in her bedroom. 
and I walk back inside and, and it happens again. I hear this stomping across my, across that loft, which was above our uh, kitchen. And I'm going, what the crap? And it hits me. Something followed me from the ranch. And the, hitch, the hitchhiker phenomenon, they call the it. The hitchhiker yeah. phenomenon. And so I go through and I, and I, I turn to my, uh, if you, for lack of a better word, my, my spiritual high power. And I go through some of my processes. Um, and, and I basically tell it, dude, like this is my house. You gotta go home. You gotta go back to the ranch. You know, we'll, we'll <laughs> right. hope you there. You're, you know, like, have, <laughs> you know, haunt me there. That's, that's fine. But not, please not here. Um, and I go in and I'm like, and I tell my, and I ask my wife to, I, and I tell her what happened. She says, yeah, it's been happening for the last hour. And I'm like, why didn't you call me sooner? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, right. you know, and that was my first experience, and I've had multiple experiences very similar to that, where um, my little boys told me stuff that uh, doesn't make me very happy, and uh, my uh, <laughs> yeah, it is creepy. As a dad, that's creepy, Jeff. Says, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> you know, and so like the one night, pretty recently, both my wife and I we were up, and we could hear something on the roof like moving around like signs, you know, like it was the scratching weird, and you could, uh, it was just weird. And, um, yeah, just things like that. And, uh, and then another one very similar to that experience with me and my wife, uh, my wife was home and she calls me and tells me what's going on. And she's like, I'm not freaking out yet, but I can hear it. Like I can hear the weight shifting. I can hear, something there. And then she said 30 minutes later, my little boy came in and said, the described the exact same thing above in, in, in the upstairs bedroom where he was at, he could hear it. And, and the house that we were living in at the time, the, the ceilings are steep. They were, uh, it was, it was like for every foot you go, you're going up 16 inches. It was very steep. And, and we had like uh, the metal corrugated uh, style roofing. So it was very slick. So Perfect. there's no, for there's no one wanting to go up there and walk around like that. So just, we've had things that happen like that. And you know, um, I, I have a brand new cell phone. I, I got a new phone five, six weeks ago and I've already had some crazy stuff happening with that. With the new um, one now. So the yeah. one that's not, it doesn't have a cracked screen. You've got a new, yep. phone. It, <laughs> I got the it, new phone. Is the phenomenon still passing your fire, like your security and everything and scanning um, around or. I have not had that experience yet. Um, and I think it's only a matter of time. Uh, but I've had uh, other things happening with my cell phone that were occurring towards the beginning of when things were happening uh, with my other phone. So, cause you got to remember, like I had that phone for three or four years when I was on the ranch Yeah. and, and kind of looking back, there were things at the beginning that I was like, Oh, whatever the phone's just doing weird stuff. But looking back, I'm like, I'm, I'm seeing that same pattern now with the new phone. And so uh, I think it, I think it's only a matter of time before I see that again. And it's finding its way in there, figuring yeah. out your new password. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. You know, and, and, you know, I know it's been a big thing, like a crack screen. Oh, uh, we did a lot of research, like Eric and I, uh, and Travis, we did a lot of research into what would make a phone do what we were seeing mine, but no one's ever been able to show us that, uh, you could go past a passcode just because of crack screen. Um, because if that's all, if that's all it took, I can tell you, there'd be a lot more investigations on the law enforcement side that would be solved right now because, right. We, because, uh, and I've had multiple detectives, not only the ones I work with, but other ones reach out to me and tell me 
dude, like we know you cannot do that with the cell phone, especially with an iPhone like that. Like there's no, that that's impossible. And, and you know, and Travis and uh, Casey both say that, you know, what you guys were seeing with my phone in the rocket episode. And, and when we were digging, that was all real time. Yeah. Uh, Casey was standing next to me when, and my phone started playing one of the podcasts that I was listening to at that time. And we both looked at each other, like, are you hearing that? And we were both like, where's that coming from? And I, and we started like both feeling, and I pull out my phone and that's when my phone is like dialing 911 while it's listening to this podcast, <laughs> you know, just all sorts of weird operation stuff that shouldn't be happening at the same time. Right. You know, and then we're, and you, you guys are seeing it on, on, you know, real time as, as we were filming it. And, you know, and then again, also on top of that, that's not my, uh, not only my phone is doing that. Like Tom has had multiple phones fried to where they're dead. Like there's no turning them back on. Really? Uh, Travis has had things happen with his phone. And it's one of the cool things is, um, we have people come on and within a week they're experiencing the exact same stuff with their cell phones that I was experiencing. So, yeah, it, it, it's well, it's crazy. Well, Caleb, I was just up there, you know, for Phenomicon and I got the mm-hmm. itch and it's kind of like what I do as a YouTuber. So I was like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to I got to go by. I know I can't go on to Skinwalker yeah. Ranch, but I did pay attention during the bus tour. Yeah, I was taking screenshots of where the roads were. And so I did go back at night. I don't know. I did upload a video about it. But mm-hmm. so I'll kind of tell you what happened to me. And you can tell me if this is familiar, but it was my only time there, you know, and I'm being really objective i'm not faking anything but i did take a i did take a rim pod like a ghost hunting pod with an antenna that just senses mm-hmm. like anything getting close to it it starts to set off an alarm kind of a thing uh and i had a night vision camera i had like a radio scanning like a ghost voice chat yeah. thing like you see on tv um a black light flashlight uh, a regular flashlight then my camera um anyway and i got there and Long story short, I get there and I'm like, man, I forgot all my equipment. Like I'm going through my backpack on the tailgate of the truck when I get ready to get started. I can't find my night vision camera. I can't find my radio. I can't find my flashlight. There's like three of my main pieces of equipment that are just not in the bag. Mm -hmm. I literally, I took everything out of the backpack. So I'm on the south side of Skinwalker Ranch. so I can see the blue light to the left and the main gates to the right over there on the east side. Right. So I see the whole ridge. Yep. Uh, out ahead of me under the moonlight and stuff. And uh, so I'm going through the, you probably know right where I was parked on the corner. Oh yeah, I know exactly where I was. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so I literally emptied everything out of my backpack and shook it upside down over the tailgate. And I was like, where the heck is all my gear? And I just thought maybe I got in a hurry and was checking batteries and forgot about it. Yeah. So then I'm left with just a black light flashlight in my phone basically to do it all. And I did see what I thought was a cow. Now, I don't know if there's cows over there on that side of the, the there, area. There are cows okay. sporadically throughout the area, yes. So this is what's weird, though, is that I thought that there was a cow to my right walking along the fence line. Mm-hmm. And then I got that like this weird feeling like uh, something's not right because I realized I couldn't hear anything. It wasn't quite the shape of a cow. It was just like a shadow figure, like this dark yeah shape moving along the fence line like a shadow and it gets right stories it gets right squared up with me where i thought there was a gate but it was just two posts like railroad ties closer Mm -hmm. together you know and it just turned and squatted down really fast and i thought it was like 
just a cow like laying down, but I've been around cows and I'm like, okay, this is weird by itself over there. And it's going to lay down in front of me. Like, (laughs) so I walked up with the black light and not only was there not like a bush there, but there wasn't anything there at all. And then Mm -hmm. I got really weirded out. And the next morning I go through my backpack, my night vision cameras, right where I set it, my radio, my flashlight was all in the bag. And somehow it was like, I was blind to it. I couldn't find it. It wasn't, I, I don't know. I cannot um, explain that. I can I can tell weird. you that uh, there are many people who have had these experiences where and and, team, uh, and even within our team, uh, we've had experiences where we know we we've had something or where or we put it somewhere specifically and we come back and it's not there or yeah. or like people have memories of doing things uh, specifically with certain types of equipment like what you're talking about but they can't find the piece of equipment or, or whatever, you know? And, and so, yeah, what you're talking about is something that we have had and some team members have experienced on the ranch at different times. Hmm. Um, and, and it makes me think of the, some of the narratives that we've inherited from the past where tools, which are big, heavy pieces of equipment, you know, anywhere from 50 to a hundred pounds and they're up in a tree. And, yeah. and when they were left on the ground, they come back, uh, an hour, a day later and it's in a tree you know like we 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 have inherited those stories and and you know at, and most of the time we we kind of go okay you know that, that we're interested but we're not gonna sit there and we can't allow ourselves to like jump into it and be like oh yeah that's so cool we right. have to take that approach of okay how you know until we can really see that or quantify it or have that evidence of it we, you know we have to kind of slow down and we have to do the investigation the way we, we we need to to show that we're trying to do this you know the way we want to but i can tell you that we have had those experiences some of our team members especially have had an experience like that um and, and you know that that's their story i i, I don't want to rain on their parade yeah. <laughs> you know or you know they're the ones that experienced it. I, I just think it's best that they, when that comes out, that it's that they're the ones telling it. Um, but I, I can tell you that it shooks um, some of our, some of the guys. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, we, we've had things like that happen and uh, you know, and you're hitting it right there. You have weird things like that happen. Uh, you know, uh, one of the examples is, you know, we know we walk in and like say, we'll put like a book or a pencil or something on the counter in the command center and you know you put it there you go and do something and an hour later and you're the only one out there and you come back and it's not there it's complete somewhere else <laughs> and you're like okay maybe i did put it somewhere else did i really put it there but when that happens a hundred times <laughs> yeah and, and i can say caleb like the feeling that i got it was it wasn't it did not feel this is just friend yeah. to friend it, it did, did not feel like hostile it didn't feel mm-hmm. vindictive it literally felt like uh <laughs> i don't know how to describe this like a cousin or my like like a big, Hi, i'm here like i a, know you're here yeah and almost like a big big brother that would come up if he was a ghost would like if he could pants you he would like <laughs> like he has a sense of humor but it's not yeah. like he's really just not uh up to anything negative or bad but there's like uh i don't know it's very fascinating yeah, you man. know and that's the thing is these are we do have fun conversations like this where we're talking the what ifs where we're we're, sure. we're we start delving into these different things based on something that we just experienced um 
and, and we start running through things, you know, and, we, and we're sitting here going, are we crazy? Like, are we all losing our minds here? And we don't, <laughs> and we're the ones that don't know it, you know, like, um, but uh, yeah. How do you quantify a feeling? How do you, how do you do that? You know? And I, and I can tell you that I've had an experience where I, I can't, for lack of a better word, say that um, basically what happened is, I, I got the feeling where the ranch is saying, Hey, when are you coming back, you know, and I'm 50 miles away from the ranch. haven't been there for a week because I just needed the break and, and I have something happen and I'm like sitting there going, what the heck, you know? And, and that's the distinct feeling that I had was when you coming back and, yeah. and it was so crazy. Can, okay. I'll tell you that you're the only person I've told this. Well, now everybody on the show, <laughs> but when we went on the tour and we walked up, I had a moment where I kind of split off from the whole tour group while Thomas was like telling mm-hmm. stories at the main gate yeah. and by that main gate there on the East side, you know, there's that like Creek that kind of runs through there and that cement barrier there. Yep. I kind of went to the edge of that cement barrier and I was looking out across the creek and there was seriously like this impression that came into me that was like it's about time like <laughs> like, like where have you been yeah and it was very weird i've like i've only had that a few times something similar to that but skinwalker ranch is is, is a is a strange place caleb <laughs> yeah it's very strange and, and you know and that's one of those things like how are we have so many experiences like this where we where we think we had something happen or or we yeah are experiencing or feeling something. And, you know, and this is something that it's, again, how do we quantify this? Um, and a lot of times the ranch just feels like a, a normal ranch. You know, we got cows and we're doing the water turns, you know, we're watching that we have this piece of property we got to take care of. And a lot of times it's just a tranquil, like little, little, little place. And it's, <laughs> I don't know if you, when at the Phenomicon, uh, uh, during our panel, uh, and I said, you know, that's a place that I go to sometimes get away from things and just kind of relax and, and, and have that kind of, that kind of peace, you know, and Travis starts laughing to himself, says that's ironic as hell. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you guys heard that or not, because we've had so many crazy things happen out there that really do make you go, is it even safe to be out here? Yeah. Y- you know, and so for me for us to also say that's kind of a place where we go to kind of get away from people it's just it's 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 funny you know yeah well it's definitely secure and nobody out can just come out there and bug you unless they have permission right so yeah yeah (laughs) unless it is the skinwalker i guess but (laughs) yeah And, and you know and that's one of those things that we we really try to take care of the ranch and and respect it but at the same time you know we do have a lot of fun out there and we're you know, we are growing that brotherhood and yeah. And it's really cool being a part of it. And, and, you know, I, I definitely uh, appreciate these different perspectives that we're having. And, you know, I'm the, you know, I I brought this up with Vinny today too, is I'm the youngest one out there. I'm 32. And I think Tom's uh, hitting his forties and everybody else is, you know, late forties, early fifties in that age group, you know, so, some of our relationships, you know, I, I've kind of been told that I'm kind of like the son or the, you know, you, they look out for me in different ways that, you know, but we all, and we all have these different dynamics, you know, like Tom, he's my brother. He's not just my brother-in-law. He's my brother. You know, I've, he's one of my fa- uh, absolute favorite people. Uh, and I, I love every minute that I get with them just to talk about stuff, you know, and, 
you know, and growing that relationship even more. So, and, yeah, and then, you know, my relationship with Brian and my relationship with Eric, like we all have these different dynamics and, and, and then we get together as a group and, it, you know, and it just keeps growing and, and, you know, it's some of our favorite um, memories and, and these, and these different thought processes and stuff that we have are, you know, cameras aren't rolling. It's just us out there being guys, you know, and yeah. having our group and being a part and having experiences and stuff out there. And, you know, yeah, that, that uh, makes me think of something uh, to pose a question to you. Have you guys experienced, you know, there's so much of the phenomenon that seems to mess with your cognition or your ability to process, or like I said, find my equipment or yeah. things turn up missing and stuff. Has there <laughs> any, been any, anything with the phenomenon that's been like uh, uh, affected your dreams or been experienced like, like I've had experiences where it's almost like a powerful download or a visionary mm -hmm. type moment or yeah. any sh shared dreams among the team where you've both dreamt the same thing. Is there anything like that that you could speak to? Um, so I can speak to having uh, strange dreams myself, uh, specifically for whatever reason they were, I felt they were more violent. Um, and um, I, I can say this because I, I, again, these are some, some of that stuff got in, you, you get into some personal stuff with, with some of these things. Um, but I, I can say this is yes, there have been individuals on the, on the team specifically and, and other people that we've, that we have come to the ranch or other individuals that are uh, close to us who have had dreams that two people separated by far differences for uh, separated by long distances and have never met each other had very similar uh, dreams that were connected and they found with found out within a day that these people were having this experience and, and it was tied to the ranch. And, hmm. and I, and I can say that people on the, on the team themselves have had dreams and have had things in that realm happen that have shook them. Um, and, and it's one of those things like, you know, I can tell you at one point a couple of years ago, everybody was willing to just walk off the ranch and never come back. Really? Um, yeah. Because of some of these experiences that we're having, and, and we want to get these experiences out there, but we, we, we want to do it in a way where we're not going to really shake people, you, you know, and, and it, and it kind of comes back to, I think what we talked about a little bit earlier in um, how do you disseminate some information out there, you know, yeah. and how do you, because uh, you, you have this yeah. information and, or, or say we gain this information and it could literally shake the world, if you will, and, and how would people respond to to something like that? You know, what, and, and you look at uh, oh yeah, uh, the saying that I'm thinking of right now is, people are a stupid mess, like they're they're wild, stupid animals when they're in a group, but the person is is intelligent and can make good decisions when they're by themselves. Yeah, you, you know, so when you have this group of people who get this new piece of information. And it's so outside their their programming or their purview or or whatever or their paradigm, whatever word you want to use for uh, use for it. How would they? How are they going to react as a group? Yeah, you know. And how's that gonna? What's that gonna do? And you know, most people I think would be like, the, they won't process it. They'll be like, oh, that's interesting, and they just throw it out because that's like a the mechanism of keeping them safe, if you will. But right. other people, they're gonna lose their minds, you know. And, yeah. And, and I mean, I'm, when I'm, we pull... oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, go go for it. 
I was just say, even when we were pulling up to the gate, there was a lady like on the back of the bus that started having like a panic attack and refused to get off the bus and different yeah. things. And everybody has that different reaction yeah. and response to it. And it's so fascinating if it's affecting like your dreams and, and going home and yeah. different. We're talking about something that goes beyond just like spaceships in the sky, like UFOs and flying saucers. We're talking about something that's connected with our sense of reality yeah. and human consciousness in some way. Uh, and I, I've said this multiple times. This is how I explain it. Um, I, I believe that I'm experiencing things on the ranch that are better explained using scientific methods, if you will. And then I have other experiences that are way that are easier or more explainable using spiritual means, if you will. And, and, and so I'm one science and religion go like this, you know, they're they're they have their connections and um, I, <laughs> I should have looked it up, but there's a quote uh, from an individual that basically sa says science is explaining the world around us and spirituality is explaining what's going on within us. And, yeah. and, and you know, and, and there's a meeting point and that and I believe and me personally, through some of the things that I've uh, learned and from my experiences, that meeting points in our mind um, and how are we in our mind? is receiving these messages or creating these messages or having these things happen. And they're coming from without us on a different plane, if you will. Mm. And then within our body, we're manifesting that through chemical reactions and emotions, you know, and we're having these experiences in a physical sense. And, and you know, and you start going, going down into some really, I think, fascinating rabbit holes with this, you know, and, it's um, like my my uh, my story, how I how I'm connected to the ranch. You know, it's mm -hmm. you know I can't. Why am I the guy out there that got that opportunity when there were fifty thousand other people living in the basin? And I you know I I never even heard of the ranch before 2017. Really, right. uh, I I was given the the Skinwalker book by my mother-in-law like two months before because. Yeah. I, at that point, Tom had been on the ranch and had been doing things uh, for Brandon and really getting the, the ranch operational uh, and working with uh, Jim Morse and Eric Bard and Brandon for, you know, almost over a year at that point. Um, and and I'd heard some stories here and there, but I never really paid attention, I guess. I was like, oh, that's that's neat. And then, and then uh, one thing caught my attention. I can't remember what the story was. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I started delving into it. And that's when I read the, like, I got halfway through the book and was like, oh, okay, this is, kept my attention the first half. And then I kind of like died out. And I was like, okay. And, and then I got the opportunity to go out. And the first day I've, I was on the ranch was Halloween 2017. And that's when, and nothing happened. <laughs> you know, of all, <laughs> yeah. the nights, of all the nights, you would think something happened, it'd be Halloween. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, and from there it was, you know, Brandon asked if there was a, if I'd want to be with, with help with the security at that point. I was like, yeah. And I started having experiences and, and we had some really cool groups come out and, um, and we were helping with the investigation and it's just been full steam ahead at that point. But, mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, like the, the devil worshiper experience that we had, that kind of opened my eyes a little bit and I was like, okay, I got to go get some more training. I got to, I got to go better myself. And, and I went into law enforcement and that was 2018. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been doing law enforcement now for 
three years um, and, and, and still doing full time at the ranch. And so it's, it's been very taxing and, you know, and that, but I'm still having some crazy experiences and, and it's really cool because things are happening outside the ranch, just as maybe not to the extent on the ranch that we're seeing, but things are happening off the ranch all over the basin. And it's interesting. Um, law enforcement hears things. Yeah. Uh, and, and people come to us and, and they're looking for answers, um, you know, or, you know, I've also heard, uh, like I mentioned before, growing up in Southeast Idaho, you know, the Shoshone Bannock Reservation. I grew up right across the river in, in the Pingree area. And yeah. a lot of these stories and a lot of that. Mythology... You probably grew up hearing about the Skinwalker a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I did oh, too. Yeah. You know, I grew up in Southeast Idaho too. And well, see, I had an uncle and cousins uh, that live in Vernal there in the Utah uh -huh. Basin. So whenever they got around in the around the campfire it was all skinwalker mm -hmm. and bigfoot stories you know yep. and so it has been amazing like the coincidences that line up and we were talking about this before the show even the fact mm -hmm. that you and i are both here right now doing what we're doing it, yeah it, it's so random like it, it almost <laughs> like you're you're fired out of a cannon into this position that you and you find yourself yeah. here like okay i guess i'm like supposed to do this now or i'm meant to be here at yeah, this place how much of it do you think is tied into this this phenomenon of conscious manifestation in the relationship with reality do you think that maybe when you get around the basin or the ranch there's something uh amazing there that sort of enhances our own actual human abilities and we don't quite understand that and so it comes across strange mm -hmm. to us or or what do you think that might have to do with it uh, um i'm, I'm I, yes, as a short answer. <laughs> um, and like I said, I, I started delving into different uh, sources of knowledge or, or information uh, specifically after my dad passed away. Um, and that's, you know, uh, and that's a lot of those things that uh, Bob Proctor and, and this, this group talk about is manifestation and things like that. And, and then you're also kind of de delving into like that, um, like, is our life kind of predestined, if you will? Hmm. And, and, you know, and again, this is just the world in, to Caleb, you know, like this is just, it's cool things to think about. Sure. Um, I do think that um, we, as a team, I, I think it is interesting, the level of individual that we've got out there and, and the energy, especially these last couple of years, it's been really cool paying attention to that on my end. And I know, some other guys on the on the team have we talked about this too. This is something that we've we've talked about quite a bit, um, and and it's you're, we're seeing this different level of individual, you know, and and we try and bring other guests, and some guests they're right there, and we get it, and they get it, and it's really cool seeing that. Uh, and then other guests, you, we immediately can feel at the moment they come on the ranch where it's like, oh, this isn't going to be good. Like, <laughs> there's, you know. And I and and I guess for lack of a better word, there's I, I do believe that we we have the, those two sources of of light and darkness, if you will. Mm. And you can I, I feel like I've been able to through my experiences and just the last eight years, especially where I've really been paying attention to this stuff. I, I'm seeing where pe I, I think it's really easy for me to see where people are at with that, and I and I can have conversations with certain individuals, and I can see where they're where they're at. And I know I can't go into certain information with them, um, but others I can't. 
Right. And, and then again, that goes into a point where it's, it's difficult because you want to share certain things with somebody or, or you like them and, and you want to share that with them, but, and, and you kind of go a little too far and you can feel that kind of block come in and you're like, ah, I went too far. You, you know, it, it, I know this is kind of sounds a little out there a little bit. No, I hear you. Um, but it, it is one of those things that, yes, I, I guess, again, short answer, yes, I do believe that there is, for whatever reason, some kind of force that brought the team here. And we all have these different perspectives and we're all at these different points, but we are all kind of on the same field or at, on the same plane, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we're all able to experience things and um, and we're all having these crazy experiences and and that bond is forming, you know, and, and, and we're trying to do it in such a way that people are able to believe. And, and we're, we're trying to bring that information there. You know, we're not gonna, I, I guess in the realm that I've seen, uh, especially kind of getting into the, this UFO realm, if you will, is I, I've, I know of some people that are very, uh, they, <laughs> They tell a story and it grows. Yeah, they, they embellish don't. Keep, it. Yeah, they yes, they embellish it, and and I have a hard time with that because the things that I've experienced and the things that I've seen, I'm like, I don't need to embellish it because it's so freaking crazy. I, that's how could I make that up? Like, and I, and I and I guess as someone like me, you know, I grew up watching all the westerns. I grew up watching, uh, you know, Outlaw Josie Wells. I grew up watching The Searchers. You know, John Wayne. Yeah. and these and, and you know and and growing up in the american west you get this you know that ideology and, and and that kind of thrown in you know and so i have a hard time when people don't live by their word you know right and i'm thinking like the josie wells when he's talking with the comanche chief and he's like i can live by words of iron you know yeah we're men and, and so when i see something it is hard to talk about when I'm the only one because I know what that can look like. And I, and, and I don't want to bring anything that will, uh, you know, taint or distort yeah. what, what we're seeing, you know? So it's hard for me to bring experiences. And, and I, even though I know we're all, we got to tell these things to each other as a team. And I yeah. know that I'm not the only one on the team that's, that has some of those reservations, but, but then at the same time, it's cool because multiple people are seeing things. So like, Travis and I seeing this floating rectangle 20 feet from us, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's a floating rectangle. What else are you going to say? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like, as the shimmering, it, it's uh, the, this distinct color. I, I see this globe floating across the, the surface of this thing and it hits me. That's my gun light reflecting back at me, you know, and, and it's just nuts. And the only, and, I'm so confident in telling that story and talking about that is because Travis was right there behind me and both of us are going, Oh shit. You know, like I just, I, <laughs> I can still remember what we were both yelling, you know, yeah. and, and going through that night, you know, and, and, and we're having experiences like that and there's other people seeing it. And so that's where it's so cool for us to be able to talk about it. And we don't have to embellish it again because it's there. And, and that's where I, I, I don't like, talking negatively about people but i i've noticed that people in this realm do that because they want the attention right and i i guess i just don't vibe with that at all because i'm like dude if you're actually seeing something 
get it out there and people can tell when they're, when you're telling the truth, you know? Right. Like, and, and this is something from law enforcement, like, and anybody can do this. It, it, we all have this human connection and you know, when someone's throwing some bullshit in your way, you know? Right. Yeah. You can just sense it. And it almost seems like the ranch is able to amplify yeah. that as your radar, almost like your personal spidey sense or antenna yeah. gets amplified when people come around and, and then it almost clues you in, you know, and that's, what's so crazy is this, like, we keep coming back to this idea of uh, like the law of attraction or manifestation or the conscious yeah. connection. When you have like two of you, you've got you and Travis both seeing something there's a triangulation going on it's not just caleb seeing a a rectangular form manifest into thin air (laughs) and then move through the space or anything like that it's you and travis both able to look at each other and then not only that there's that uh connection that you guys have as a relationship at that deeper level of trust where you guys are all together as a collaborative team and trust each other to be able to share this. Like, did you see that? Did I see that? Yeah. Cause you guys are all walking on this tightrope where it's expected that you're going to encounter these things. Like people want you to encounter them, but every time that you do, it's immediately scrutinized from a scientific <laughs> perspective yeah. or a spiritual perspective. And then from the television show angle and all of that. And yeah. so, and then if you do openly say, this is what I saw then it's like, that's what everybody wants, but it also makes you look crazy. Yeah. So how do you walk that rope? You know? And so that's why this, the idea that you guys are all this tight knit team uh, pulls all that together. I think mm-hmm. like if it was just, if it, that wasn't in place, you guys would have a really hard time and, even feeling confident to say what you saw. You know? And I think that's an, another point there is we, we have the evidence. Like we yeah. do have evidence of things that we're catching on film. Uh, and, and we showed that on on uh, the television last year. I thought one of the craziest, one of the coolest things that we have. I have it on the on the computer. I'm talking. Oh, excuse me. I, I have it on the computer that I'm talking to you on right now. The, the video of the the UAP coming out of the clouds, flying through the clouds, doing this maneuver that none uh, none of our aircraft known performs and, and stays for like a second and then takes off. And, and we catch it from two camera angles and they're able to triangulate how fast this thing is going. And it's like 1500 uh, miles per hour like that, yeah. you, you know, and, and we're showing this, we're physically showing this and, and we're getting this information and, and we're showing it to people. And that's, what's really cool. And, and I, and I know that's one reason why we're able to talk about this stuff because we're like, guys, you know, if you can come up with this, great, you, you, you know, but yeah. One of the one of the things that I've been hearing Travis and Eric joke about is if I was going to make something up, this is not it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> seems like you could come up with something like a little bit more, like it, or like it, it's so random too because you're yeah. talking about Skinwalker Ranch being this strange place where you're, you know, in in from one episode to the next, you're filming things in the sky, you know, UAPs or UFOs in the yep. sky, and then the next night you're out there. And you've got a triangular thing. Can you describe that or the, the rectangle? Can you describe like what you saw? Cause I know in the, in the editing, it's so like, yeah. so chopped up in the editing process. Yeah. So what did you see, Caleb? Like what the heck was well, that? You know? So what happened was uh, we, we, we were done filming probably an hour or two before it had been a long day and we were out uh, 
Brian actually went into Travis's trailer to talk with his kids on the phone. Um, and Tom and Eric were on the other opposite side of me on this picnic bench. And I'm sitting there talking with them and Travis is up actually grilling some uh, hamburgers and stuff. And we're just kind of deep decompressing and, and we're just kind of talking, you know, and um, I start hearing this snapping sound or like popping, or, you know, and it was almost, I described it as like a twig breaking and I thought about it and it was almost more like, uh, and it hit me like one of my kids was playing with one, one like that, uh, that plastic bubbles where you're oh yeah like bubble wrap yeah bubble wrap thank you yeah okay um and i was like that's what it sounded like a little bit more is like a real big one popping and and you get that real distinct snap Hmm. and and then i started like my hairs on my neck started standing up and it was that like my instinct of like someone's watching me right now like they're sneaking up on me or something and so I, I repositioned myself so I could like look off into the trees that are just west of where Travis's trailer are, where this other old beat up trailer sits that's from Bigelow's days. And, and I keep hearing this popping like every couple minutes, you know, and Travis and Eric are, and I actually remember Tom and Eric were kind of feeling a little off. I could, I remember them kind of asking each other, Hey, how are you feeling? You know, they're like, uh, and error and and then I really get a distinct pop and I was like, okay, that's enough. And I stand up and I start looking around and Travis is like, what's going on? And I'm like, I keep hearing this popping sound or snapping. And he's like, what? And we and we all kind of quiet down. And I'm looking through the trees there. And, and we and there's a real big distinct one. Mm-hmm. And both and Travis is like, oh, what the heck is that? You know, and and I'm like, I don't know, let's let's go. And uh and and, and you know. I've got a little bit of grief for this because I pulled out my, my pistol and I turned my flashlight on this thing lights up the whole Mesa, you know? Uh, and some of the other officers like, why'd you pull your gun out? And I'm like, Oh, I felt like I was being watched, man. And I didn't know what the heck I felt like something was sneaking up on me. You know, I was just had that feeling. Yeah. And Travis gets in behind me and he puts his arm on my shoulder and he stacks up with me and we go uh, walking around the trailer there and I'm just sweeping this whole area and I, I remember exactly where we were standing there at that trailer on the west side of it. There's a there's a doorway sitting there and we were right perpendicular with that. And I and I remember. Uh, yeah, I see this in my mind right now. I, I start swinging my gun over and I'm looking down my sights and Travis starts yelling and like freaking out a little bit. And I see it out of the corner of my eye and I swing over and get on it. And yeah, there's this rectangular object sitting here. And this is where it went like slow-mo for me is I'm swinging my uh, pistol over and I see this little on that rectangle that's like shimmering and, and like a goldish uh, amber color, you know, Hmm. and, and this globe starts going like across my screen, like uh, just right across the surface of this thing. And I'm going, what the heck is that? Like, I'm trying to process what I'm looking at. And it hits me. That's my gun light reflecting back at me. Off of this rectangle. Off, Yeah, it, because like the uh. closer I got it, it was like the whole area in this between the canal and this trailer where Travis and I are standing got brighter. And I was like, what the heck? And, and the only and, I, and seeing that globe come across, it was my it was my gun light reflecting. I could see 
uh, our our silhouettes there behind it too. It was so strange. Like, oh man, like wait, I, what? You can see almost download. almost like looking in a mirror in a way. Yeah, yeah, and that's where okay because that I and mean, we will have we might have to talk about this off camera because this gets <laughs> into some weird esoteric stuff. But like, yeah, that's yeah, and, and very it, it's odd. Like, <laughs> And it had like that shimmering across the surface. Yeah. And, and, and like we've, we've used the analogy. It was like, it was cloaked like the predator it, it had that shimmering, you know, uh, yeah. like the, like light was being bent. Yeah. Like a warped reality was warped or open. Mm -hmm. Like, and when people describe seeing what they describe as like a portal that what's interesting, I've had it related to me and another guest in the show that I've had where uh, maybe it's possible if it is a dimensional thing, and I know this is all theoretical, yeah, philosophical yeah. speculation, but if it is some sort of a dimensional window opening, it could literally just be that it's daylight on the other side. But if you're at night, it would appear like this gold yeah, shimmering, like? yeah. shining aura coming through the, and you'd be like, what is that? You know, but it could just be like the fabric of reality opening mm -hmm. and you're seeing this sort of echo of yourselves on the yeah. other side. There are so many of these encounters with phenomenon or even uh, people who've claimed ab abduction experiences that while during the abduction, they encounter like a doppelganger or a reflection yeah. entity of themselves. And so then again, it goes back to this idea of how much of it has to do with our own subconscious and our own yeah. mind interfacing with the phenomenon or what. Yep. And, and, you know, and that was the thing is like, I was on this thing for probably a couple seconds and and this whole time i like again i've never seen anything like this before and, and i know travis hasn't either and and that was one of the things is we're sitting here trying to figure this out and this is where like our brain my brain is sitting here going like what what am i looking at is this a threat i'm trying to figure this out and and then you know this triangle it's sitting there and it just had this look like either it turned or it went like, or it was like going in on itself. Like an app, like an aperture closing or something. Yeah. And, and huh. so, but Travis and I both had the distinct feeling when it did that movement that, uh, yeah, again, it was either turning or it was sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but this is where we both had the distinct feeling that it went across the canal. And so we both took off after this thing and, and that, and we both had the distinct thought that, that it went up the Mesa. So is this something that was messing with us or on some of these different levels or was there an actual, or was this actually like an object that just completely disappeared and yeah. 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 Like folded, folded space. Could be a full a wrinkle in time. <laughs> right. Yeah. But again, both Travis and I had this distinct feeling that an object went across uh, the canal there and we both take off after this thing. And I, I remember running across this, uh, across our little bridge there, across the canal and Travis like running and grabbing me and going, whoa, we don't know what's going out there. He find, he kind of had a little bit of the more, let's slow down maybe and not run right into this thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. But you know, it, you know, it was, yeah, the hunter instinct kicks in and I'm going after this thing, you know, or like the predator instinct kind of thing. Like that's my training is I, I go after it, right. you know? I got to find out what this is. And I know Travis has that same thing, but he, he was able to reel back a little bit more. And we were, you know, we were freaking out and Tom and Eric come running up and, 
uh, well, actually, Tom come running up and Eric went busting into the command center so he could get cameras and see if we could catch anything. And, and you know, and that's one of the things is our cameras, we're always adding cameras and stuff because we're, we have something happen in an area that we're not looking at with a camera and it, and it's frustrating. Right. You know? But yeah, yeah, you know, that whole experience with Travis, you, you know, I've, yeah, both of us, you know, we still talk about the, about that all the time, actually. And again, that's one of those experiences where I don't know if I would talk about that if I was by myself, you, you know, For just, sure. unless it was like on a one-on-one and, you, you know, but, and that, but that's why I have such confidence really is because Travis was there and we both saw this thing and it happened so fast. And yeah, it's, I, and again, I wish I could download what I'm seeing in my brain right onto the screen so you guys could see what what was going on you know yeah that's such a huge factor that just never makes it onto television is how much happens within the cognition and within the perceptions of people where the cameras just aren't pointed and when the cameras aren't even there and the film crew's not even there you know and i i wanted to you know you mentioned in the beginning when we got on here you talked about how there was like a like satanic worshipers and stuff that got on occult worshipers that got onto the ranch and did stuff when you first started out there. And I wanted to ask you, I know that they've found like the, the petroglyphs there. Has there been any other uh, like carvings or any interesting, like occult stuff that seems like more ancient that I'm, cause I know through this whole region up there, even down where I live here in Southern Utah, mm-hmm. there's stuff that looks like it's Aztec. There's yeah. stuff that has to do with the Masons, like like square and compass symbols everywhere. There's yep. just Jesse James symbols, like carved over top of stuff to hide mm-hmm. gold, train robbing gold that he hid all over. There's stuff all over the place. So, like, yeah. is there anything else uh, around the ranch there that you can talk um, about? Or? So, on the ranch, and I know I think this is out there, is there is a Masonic symbol actually just north of where the command center sits, and it is a square and compass. Um, and then other petroglyphs. Um, is there any idea how old that is? I mean, that could that be like a uh, like a, a Mormon pioneer marking thing, or I mean, um, the, from the early days, you know, pioneers. So the the best we can figure, and, and kind of the story that we've we've kind of that makes the most sense that we've been able to kind of find is when the Buffalo Soldiers were out here at Fort Mighton and Fort Duchesne uh, back in the eighteen hundreds was that uh, we found that there was a Masonic Lodge amongst the officers who were over the Buffalo soldiers. And so we're thinking for whatever reason, they came out and they carved that there, which makes sense is if we've, if, if things have been going on here for as long as we've, we're, we've think, uh, and we know back to the earliest time that there's a settlement there uh, with Homestead three, which I think is like 1902, uh, five or 1915 somewhere in there was when the first homestead that's physically on the property that we own today is all the way on the west side of the ranch and, and we haven't really had a lot of stuff there yet mm-hmm. but again that's like the one place i've mentioned like i hate going to homestead three at night like i absolutely hate it because of the i, I get that same feeling like i'm being watched it's yeah it's it, it's think, the one place that i think maybe the Buffalo soldiers, like maybe before the homestead, there could have been like a lodge there and things done or something or something. And, and I, 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 we don't know. 
Um, and, and that, and you know, and that's the speculation is why is there a, a Masonic symbol carved right there? This, this, uh, square and compass. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, and that's all at that point, it's all speculation because like you hit on it. Um, there's so much history, uh, like American history, uh, in, in the wild West, right? Like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kids, uh, kid were running around the UNDA basin. This is where they hid. Right. Um, uh, and, and there's a lot of stories of Spanish gold and Spanish mines uh, up in the Uinta Mountains. And uh, one of the stories is the Utes were enslaved by the Spanish mining this gold. And um, and there's Spanish symbols all over the Uinta Mountains. And, and you know, gold fever, people start killing each other. People's, people go missing, all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, I, when I was working in the oil field, there was an older gentleman that I <laughs> was working with and he was telling me that one of his friends, they, they, that's what they would do on their weekends is they'd go up and they'd be looking for Spanish gold. Yeah. And he's like, this guy went through Vietnam, like three tours, isn't scared of anything and was, and went through Vietnam in, in heavy combat without a scratch. And the only places he's been shot is up in the UNA mountains looking for gold up there because people start going crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then again, you know, you, you know, Southeast Idaho, there's stories up there. There's a mountain man stories. There's uh, the snake wars happened up there. All, all this history up in, in this area. So who knows what happened? Because, you know, how many small skirmishes happened where people were killed, but no one ever recorded it, you know, it, it's all over the place, you know, you know for... it, it, it's like, look at uh, all these big cities that have, all this violence going on inside the cities and no one ever hears about it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so you, and you have supposedly this influx in the 1800s and, and prior of Spanish conquistadors of American explorers, British explorers, French explorers, Russian explorers. You have all these guys coming in and inundating this area. You can't tell me that things didn't happen out here, you know, that we've never, that we'll never know. Right. You know, there's so, and then like different ghost stories that we hear, what, what are they based in? Right. You know, is it just some guy was like, oh, this is a cool story or did something actually happen like a hundred years ago? And that's kind of been like a family thing that's been told. And then finally someone kind of broke the story to everybody else. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, there, it's one of those cool things that you start getting into, you know? Yeah. And, that's really interesting. Yeah. So there's a couple more. Any other, any other carvings? I'm just going through some of the um, questions here before we wrap up. Any other drawings or carvings or any objects? Because I know in like some of the paranormal stuff, there's like the, especially like a Bigfoot, you know, yeah. like gift, gifting or gift exchanges where things show up or, or mm-hmm. seem to be left like a present or um, anything noth- creepy like that. Nothing like that. Um, aside from, you know, like where we've placed something and then it moves. And right. when it comes to carvings on the ranch, we do have those petroglyphs and that were shown with like Draco and, and it does look like Draco and the big dipper and, and has like the Masons. Um, and then. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. He's like Masons. He's like to put their symbols everywhere. Ask me how I know. So <laughs> no. NMUAP must, must know right. some or is a Mason. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the, and then just a couple hundred or probably half a mile from where that, where those petroglyphs are is where the Masonic symbol is. And and to my knowledge, that's the only ones on the property. Uh, We haven't been able to really find anything else that's really distinct. Um, I have found, um, 
I was on the south side of the ranch, and, and this is one of the things that we've talked about is we haven't done a lot of stuff on the south side because so much is happening over by Homestead 2 and the Triangle and along the, the Mesa, right? Yeah. But and but part of my job is obviously going around the property and securing it. And and again, it's a lot of the ground to cover. And I have found um like these little <laughs> these little holes that I don't know how deep they are, and, and they're in, in the sand that you can't keep the sand without it collapsing in you know it's very fine it's very small yeah. particles and i found these holes across the south end of the ranch and they were lining up in a perfect line um and i i took photos of them and i've shown them to eric and i and he was like you know if you find them again let me know and i found one and i sw- and i swear i marked it and i went and grabbed eric and i came back and i couldn't find it again um and, and, and again, that's the thing is that these little tiny holes, again, in this fine sand. And I, I don't know, you know, was it important? I don't know. Or was I just finding something from some critter? Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I've seen uh, we've we had it was kind of neat. We had a hive of bees that were uh, underground. Right. And yeah. there were all these little where they would burrow up out of the ground. And they were these little circles. No, but they weren't anything like what what this, what I was finding. And, and it was just really interesting. Um, but, and then I found, uh, you know, what I found different animal carcasses and we've had different things like that, where hmm. they weren't there the day before and things don't look right, you know? Right. And, and this is years ago, uh, when I first was going out there. Uh, so I got some photographs of those and, you know, I'm, who knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm all for, it. maybe it was, there but i know that i found something that was not there i was i was on the patrol I, I went through the area it was not there and then two days later when i come back it's there so and, See, and how, how, the- how do we know that the cattle mutilation here's a fun thought yeah you know you, you know anybody who owns a dog or a cat sometimes you turn around you found like a dead mouse on your front porch and right? you're like oh but from the animal's <laughs> perspective it's like a gift it's like yeah. hey i brought you something you know, like yeah. it would, so <laughs> that's an interesting. I, I see where you're going with that. And that's a pretty interesting. Oh, here's a gift for you guys. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. would see it as grotesque or something like right. that. But from its perspective, it's like, Maybe it's, you know, hey, right. here's something. I got one of your cows for you. <laughs> no, but right. no, I don't know. That's so interesting. Oh, um, yeah. And one of our things is like, I, you know, sometimes I'm like, I look at these, some of our livestock out there and I'm like, one of you guys just needs to get like torn apart, like right now, <laughs> you know, so like, oh um, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, Caleb, I, you know, we could go on and on and we talked for like a half hour before we even started oh. the show and I've got <laughs> like a, a bunch of other questions. I know it's getting late in the evening and everything, but I would love to save them for maybe another episode and let you get back to your family oh. and, and everything this evening. But, uh, Man, I love, I think kind of the theme of this show that's so cool that kind of emerged from it is just how this phenomenon and what's going on at Skinwalker Ranch, it seems like you and the guys that you're working with are the perfect uh, team for the job. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it speaks volumes to the fact that like we've spoken to the historical history of this place and everything that's gone on isn't always that bright. It isn't that yeah. great. There's been a lot of horrible, horrible things that have occurred in that basin and throughout that area in some of these regions. And now people like you and good guys like 
Eric and Dragon and Travis and everybody and Brandon now. It's like you guys move into the area, you secure it, and then your conscious attitude and approach and spiritual uh, motivations and everything going in there. It's like healing. Like you guys are going in and, and healing and allowing. It's almost like therapy for the skinwalker to have all you guys there or something to kind of heal it and let it uh, uh, fix itself. And also at the same time, there's sort of an exchange of understanding and learning and growing that we all get from it. You know, I, I appreciate that you bring that up I, I, because I, I do remember the first couple of times, uh, like the first year that I was out there, we didn't really notice a lot of um, wildlife. And, and there was, and there definitely was more this, foreboding energy there, uh, especially that first year. And I know through the process of not just the TV show, but with the investigation, I know that we have brought on, I, I can say that we've brought on um, some native uh, medicine men and some very spiritual individuals in that realm. And they've done some things and, and you, and there's a lot more wildlife on the ranch now. And I, I know this sounds weird. Maybe it's, Maybe I just, we just didn't see him. I, I don't know, but the energy is completely different since the first time I was out there uh, in 2017. But it, it's neat because we are having cool things happen and, and it's not like we've, you, you know, we're not doing things that I, I would say are violating like I've, I've felt and seen before out there. Um, and, and yeah, we're, I, I, it is a different, definitely a different energy from when I first started out there. And it is, I think, more positive. Um, and so I, I appreciate that, you know, that you, that, and, and I see that with the team, you know, we're, we're trying to be honest. We're trying to get the information out to the fans and, and you know, and I can't speak enough about the fans and the outpouring of support that we've got, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and it's been really such a cool ride, you know, you know, again, like being able to meet and talk with individuals such as yourself. And, you know, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be able to share some of these experiences and, uh, you know, especially on like a show like this and, um, just get this information out there. And, you know, like my experience with the ranch and, uh, uh, specifically with like, say the, that the Satan group that came out, um, mm -hmm. and, and seeing that and feeling that same energy is like I mentioned on some of these calls that I've gone to, that's not good stuff. That's not good stuff. That's not good energy you start getting into really bad things. And, and, you know, I've, I've just kind of felt like me going through some of these experiences as maybe I can help somebody get a different perspective if they're going down a road like that and be like, that's not the road you want to go down. You know, there's much better. There's, there is good out there and mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I can help people get in that direction. And, you know, and so I've, I've, I've kind of gained that perspective, especially this last year. Um, and maybe, and you know, that's something maybe the ranch can help is, you know, get somebody excited about something that and start getting them into good, uh, good energy and get them into something that will help them, you know? So, yeah, I, I think that's Skinwalker Ranch in and of itself may, may be a bigger opportunity than what we're realizing. Yeah. I think it, it transcends the, like beyond what we can understand the purposes. Cause I can't think of a better place or an opportunity to take something like, as creepy and horrifying as the legends of the skinwalker that you everybody yeah. grows up with you grow shape shifting curses and slavery in the past and and all this kind of crazy stuff 
and UFOs and uh, and paranormal activity on the ranch and cattle mutilations. And it, you're taking this totally horror story, you know, and these topics have up until just recently always been approached with let's go in and let's uh, challenge it or aggravate it or take things yeah. in to try and get a response, you know, and now this approach of understanding it through consciousness and through spiritualism and meditation and science is opening all these new doors and all mm -hmm. these new people to realize like it isn't just some Halloween boogeyman under the bed. There's, there's a relationship going on here with this yeah. spiritual reality or something beyond our reality of understanding that we don't know. And I, yeah, I couldn't think of a better team of people <laughs> to put right in the middle of that to send that oh, message. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. And you know, you're, you're hinting right there. I think we, <laughs> with some of the experiments, we are joking that we're, you know, we're kicking the hornet's nest or whatever, but I think our intention is really, we're, we're trying to find out what's going on and we're, and we do have this relationship with the ranch, you know, I, for lack of a better word, I do believe that we have some kind of spirit or intelligence, how, whatever you want to use out, whatever, however you want to describe it. Um, or, you know, I, I, but I do think we have enough evidence to show that there's something out there and, and we are trying to, um, interact with it the best we can and, and in, and in a respectful way, but how do we know, um, how to properly, properly communicate with it, you know, and, you know, I, I guess I'd rather be one of the ones trying to figure that out than giving it to somebody else that I don't think that doesn't have that respect, you know, of trying to communicate with it. Absolutely. And I think that has to do with, you know, the owner, Brandon, and how smart of a man he is, who he's yeah. picked uh, to represent him on the ranch and the show and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been just a real pleasure for me to get to know all you guys and and get to meet you one at a time and stuff and have you on the show, Caleb and stuff. And hopefully I'll be able to have you back. Uh, oh, yeah, as I'd be happy to, and I'd be honored to, I, I'd love to be able to talk with you and get to know you again. So uh, get to know you some more. Um, so I'd, I'd be happy to, and I know let's just, we'll just have to get the, a good time and get For it sure. knocked out. So I'm going to be coming up there a lot more. I've got different side projects going on and everything. So when I'm in town, I'll, I'll hit you up and I need right. to get Travis and Eric and all those guys to come on the show too and get, get their perspective and see what they think spread the oh, word, yeah. you know? So Caleb, thanks so much for joining. I'll let you go to your family and everybody oh, thanks, who uh, uh, joined us over here in the chat and we'll see you guys on Carl vibe in the next episode. We'll see you uh, next time. Thanks, Carl. Bye.